Welcome to Global Stage, a podcast highlighting academic and policy-oriented international research on democracy and human development. Global Stage is a production of the Kellogg Institute for International Studies, part of the Keough School of Global Affairs at the University of Notre Dame. Welcome to a new edition of Global Stage, the podcast of the Kellogg Institute for International Studies at the University of Notre Dame. My name is Benjamin Garcia Olgado, and today we have two very special guests to talk about Kellogg's 40 years anniversary. I'm very pleased to welcome Scott Mengwering and Maria Rosa Williams, who have been faculty fellows at Kellogg for more than 30 years. Scott is the Eugenia Helen Conley Professor of Political Science and former director of the Institute, and Maria Rosa is Professor of Latin American Literature. Maria Rosa and Scott, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here with Scott and you, Benjamin. Let me start by asking about the beginning of your relationship with Kellogg. Scott, can you tell us what you remember about the Kellogg Institute when you joined it in 1983? What did it look like? Well, it was a very small group of people at that time. It was mostly Father Ernie Bartell, who was the executive director, Guillermo O'Donnell, who was the brilliant academic director, Alejandro Foxley, a superb economist who at that time was, he'd created a think tank in Santiago, Chile, and he was a leading opposition economist. And Alex Wilde, who was, I don't remember exactly what his title was, but he was also an integral part of the Institute in those years. And I sort of became the fifth person. I initially came to Kellogg as a visiting fellow in 1983 to 84. And at the, I think it was at the end of that year, I was also appointed to the Notre Dame faculty. So it was a very small group, very focused on Latin America, on social science, on questions of how do we move away from dictatorship? How do we build solid democracies in the region? And what about you, Maria Rosa? You joined the Kellogg Institute five years after Scott, right? What yeah. do you remember about the Kellogg Institute at the time? Well, as Scott said, it was a very small but very, very brilliant group of people. So I was really delighted to be able to, to listen to these people because it was a very special time. The Southern Cone was under dictatorships and the discussions were so vital, so alive. It was uh, really a room in DC Hall downstairs. And so I remember running after my classes and I stood at the very back of the room, listen to these people that Scott just mentioned, Guillermo O'Donnell, Alejandro Foxley. It was really unbelievable to be able to witness how they were thinking to make a transition from dictatorship to democracy. So it was, it was great, especially for a very young assistant professor at the time. So she has been there listening. was absolutely great. Shortly after that, I think it was probably 1985, Samuel Valenzuela joined the group, and he too became a very integral member of that core of Kellogg. Initial research 
faculty yeah. members. Yes. Uh, yeah. Following up on the previous question, Maria Rosa, how would you describe Kellogg as a research institute today? Which re research areas within the institute have most grown, in your opinion? Well, Kellogg grew dramatically. I mean, it was transforming really fast with different directors and SCAD was part of, the key part of this transformation as a research institute. And if it was so necessary at uh, the birth of Kellogg, Latin America, and especially the region of the Southern Cone because of, of the dictatorships that were there in the 70s and 80s, uh, then started uh, incorporating other countries, other continents. And so Africa became very important too. Uh, and so something that I need to say and that I feel so happy that it happened is that since almost in my beginning at Notre Dame, I was asked to join a Kellogg and Kellogg is really strong in the social sciences, but always kind of open a space, even a little space, uh, to the humanities. And that uh, really made me feel that Kellogg was my second house beside my own department. And the connection, especially with Scott, was that he always asked for novels or something in the literature that he could use in his classes and political sciences. So that was great and was something that also Guillermo O'Donnell has done. And, and even uh, with, um, uh, with Valenzuela, whose wife was uh, working at that time in uh, the history of uh, the women's movements in Chile to obtain the political right to vote, I always have the possibility to discuss my own topics with my fellows that were in other areas, such so, so political sciences, sociology, history. So it was has been great. And um, Scott, what would you say about this? I'd give a, a largely similar answer. Yes, I mean, in in terms of regions, Kellogg was heavily focused on Latin America in the 80s and even through the 90s. But as the endowment grew, the need to broaden the mandate also grew. Um, in terms of themes, democratization, and more equitable forms of development that would support democracy were the big themes in the 80s. Alejandro Foxley left at some point. I, I think his presence became less significant in the late 80s as he became the first finance minister in democratic Chile in uh, 19, I guess that was 1990. And he did a great job in that position. And it, for a while, I think we had a little bit, uh, Jaime Ross came and he was an excellent colleague who worked on Latin American economic growth, especially Mexico. But we really made a concerted push in the 2000s, starting the 2000s, to become stronger in human development as a second big theme. And Scott, going back to the history of the Institute, what were the main academic events or books that you remember as significant in the history of the Kellogg Institute? Right. 
Well, two that resonate particularly with me, I mean, maybe unfortunately because I was involved in them, so <laughs> it might be an excessively out self-centered reference, but um, Guillermo O'Donnell, Samuel Valenzuela, and I edited a book in 1991, in 1989, called Issues of Democratic Consolidation. And I think that was representative of what we were thinking about at that time, right? A lot of concern about how you get not only democratic transitions, but how these transitions succeed in building durable democracies. And then the 1995 book that Tim Scully and I did on party systems in Latin America, that had a big impact in thinking about party system institutionalization around the region and then thinking about the importance of solid institutions for building decent democracies. And Maria Rosa, do you remember a specific academic events or book that you were involved with or that you weren't, but you uh, read or participated during your time at Kellogg that you can share with us? Okay, this is a really difficult question for me, and probably the difficulty has to do with uh, political science, uh, I mean, social sciences versus humanities. But yes, there is a really important book that was not published by Kellogg, but was published by two Kellogg fellows, that it is Democracies and Dictatorships by Scott Aníbal. Uh, that book is so important and really talks uh, to many fields. So even I am a literary critic. I really read uh, that book. It made me reflect on what they said about the difficulties of democracies and dictatorships in the region, how actors are so important versus like modernization or, or the systems really explain many, many things and even if it is done from a researcher that is different from what we do I truly, truly appreciate that book. I think it's fantastic. Events. Uh, there were so many events that are so important. <laughs> but one event that really touched me was, and that's also self-centered, because I was asked to do the invocation. I wasn't sure what an invocation was at the time. But it was this uh, award that they give to public figures. And the first one to receive it was Enrique Iglesias, an uh, oh. Uruguayan that was the president of the World Bank at the time, mm -hmm. and really said something very important about Latin American countries. And so to be part of the really first award given by Kellogg, uh, and then there were others that were equally important. But that one was really fundamental. Yeah. It was key for me. That's in interesting. Do you want to add something else about that, Scott? Or No, I agree. There were so many great <laughs> events that it's hard to pinpoint some. And Scott, tell, tell us uh, the impact that Kellogg has had on your personal scholarship, but also in your particular field of political science at Notre Dame. Right. Well, I was incredibly fortunate to come to Notre Dame and spend almost my whole career here. I, I would mention four things. The first is that um, from the very beginning, we had an exceptional collegial experience and an exceptional experience of a scholarly community. 
and so people have always been very committed to giving good feedback, to being supportive, to being, it's just, it's, it's an amazing scholarly community and it has been that way since the beginning. Second, since the beginning, a trademark of Kellogg-related scholarship that really has affected the way I think about my scholarship and political science is that we study issues that are of great importance in the world. And so, you know, we're not trying to add more knowledge about trivial issues, but we're trying to add knowledge to issues that affect hundreds of millions of people in very deep ways. Third, from the beginning, Kellogg was conceived of and was practiced as a scholarly community that deeply integrated Latin Americans. So two of the four founding members of Kellogg were the academic director, Guillermo O'Donnell, and Alejandro Foxley, and then very quickly, Samuel Valenzuela joined. And so, and many, many of the visiting fellows, this was true more early on than it is today, but it's still true today. Many of the visiting fellows come from Latin America. Personally, I've co-authored with, I'm sure it's double digits of scholars from Latin America. And then the fourth which maybe goes without saying, but you know, although we're, we have these other commitments to work of real world importance, to engagement with Latin America and Latin Americans, to a scholarly community, we also have been very deeply committed to scholarly excellence. Mm -hmm. And what about the impact of Kellogg on the development of Latin American literature in Notre Dame, Maria Rosa? Well, literature always reflects and sometimes foresees what is happening in the world, what is happening in, in the regions this literature is produced. So being able to listen to Kellogg Fellows, uh, visiting fellows that deal with Latin America from um, different fields have always contributed tremendously to, to literature. So, as I said, when I came to Notre Dame, indeed, when I came to the United States, the Southern Cone was under dictatorships and a big thing was exile. So at the very beginning of, like, of my research and career was thinking about exile and how also literary works and knowledge was produced from outside national borders, but with this special pain of a failure, mm -hmm. okay, that brings exile. Uh, so, like, analyzing one over the now became very important because its author won the Cervantes Award that is almost equivalent of the novel. It is Cristina Perirossi, La Nave de los Locos, The Ship of Fools, that was published in 1984. And that was maybe my first kind of critical work on that. And I'm really surprised on how much is read now after so many years that it has been published. But a lot had to do with conversations 
very early conversation, probably Scott forgot, but I did have with Scott about exile and about all the things that were happening in Latin America at this moment. So yeah, it has been absolutely great. That's why I always say that, oh, you need to open maybe a bigger space for humanities, even when I recognize and I have been enriched by, of course, this, the social sciences. So. But it's interesting because in both of your answers, it seems that the fact that there is such a collegial spirit among the scholars, in addition to being so interdisciplinary, that was really positive in your Absolutely. own research. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I always so comfortable being there. I mean, it was, not, it was not a barrier. It was not like talking different languages. We always could converse, communicate, and reach ourselves. So yeah, that's the greatest thing about Kellogg. And Scott, lately we have seen an increase in university-based institutes focused on development and democracy. What do you think is the Institute's signature mark that distinguishes it from other institutes carrying out research in similar fields? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't really know much about some of these other institutes, so I, I can't give an answer that I'm certain about. But I would say, you know, one thing is that given Kellogg has always prioritized Latin America, and it no longer focuses so dominantly on Latin America, but it continues to prioritize Latin America. And I don't know of other places where that's true. Our historical connections and our, you know, our networks in Latin America are, are great. And I don't think that that's necessarily so much the case with other university-based institutes that focus on these themes. Maybe we, I don't know if this is right, but maybe we have a stronger presence of Latin Americans yeah. among our faculty and visiting yeah. fellows than most other places do. And then a third thing that I can't be sure about, but I, I think it's unusual to have such a vibrant collegial spirit as we do at Kellogg. It did take a hit during the pandemic without yeah. question. And my, our great friend Anibal has said that one of his big priorities is rebuilding that wonderful scholarly community. But I think it's unlike what most people experience in their careers. Mm -hmm. And what would you say about this, uh, Maria Rosa? Well, I, I have to agree with, with Scott. I really do not know of any other institute that will be equivalent to Kellogg. I can think about Latin American centers, but they're kind of lighter. Uh, I mean, maybe she has a, a group uh, of uh, great colleagues that have an interest in Latin America and they do things versus Kellogg that the whole structure uh, is based on building these bridges with strong bridges with people, with institutions in, in Latin America. I don't know. I cannot think of any other place that builds such a strong link, for instance, with Chile and with, uh, I don't know, the Pontificia Universidad Católica, uh, also with the Universidad de, de Chile or the Universidad Hurtado. I mean, there are these strong links, of course, with all the other countries and universities too, but I think Chile is one of the really strong links there. 
that Scott was director for 15 years. I used to joke and say, you are almost like Pinochet. (laughs) 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 So he probably knows (laughs) more. (laughs) And and I always thanked her. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very nice compliment. (laughs) (laughs) except that he counted with the support of all of us (laughs) and we cried when he left (laughs) but it's interesting because these bridges with different Latin American countries even though I I agree with Maria Rosa that Chile at the beginning since the beginning had like a very prominent position then we grew in connections with Peru with Uruguay we had students from Mexico that they go yeah. back to their countries and their professors. Oh, Brazil. Brazil, too. yeah. Brazil like, I feel almost all Latin American countries. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. Finally, Scott, how do you envision Kellogg moving forward? Well, I think that Kellogg will continue to be a leader on some themes, a leader in scholarship around democracy and democratization. We've done a lot with human development as a theme. I don't think we have the international impact in that theme that we do on democratization. Uh, But of course, you know, I hope that we will continue to become more and more excellent on that theme. A second thing that I should say is, you know, this is something that we haven't talked about, but Kellogg became a leader on campus in terms of undergraduate student programs and support for graduate student students. And that's been really central to Kellogg's identity in the last 20 years or so. Um, Holly Rivers has done a magnificent job of developing the undergraduate programs. Third, the deep engagement with issues of real-world importance and the connection between that and excellence and scholarship. Finally, you know, I think that our engagement uh, with Latin America and Africa These are, I think that a majority of the world's Catholic population now resides in in these two regions. And for Notre Dame, it's just critical to have a scholarly voice and connection on issues of such central importance as human development and democracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And what do you think, Maria Rosa? How do you ambition Kellogg moving forward? I know that, uh, that, that Kellogg is uh, with Aníbal, as Scott said, trying to renovate that uh, that kind of uh, strong community that we have, and, and the pandemic put uh, brackets. So another thing that for a time seemed that, seemed that Lusa, the, the center, was Latin America. And I think now it's kind of coming back. I'm not saying not to pay attention to the other areas, and Africa is really important, but Africa is very important to Latin America. It was always, okay, so that is a historical connection that needs to be done and is being done, and especially now with all our interests, global interests in diversity and issues of race and all of this is, becomes extremely important. So democratization and, and human rights and the human issue is extremely connected. And so I think Kellogg is a leading institute 
uh, to embrace that. And so the future is bright. Oh, well, on that uh, optimistic and happy note, sadly, I have to say that our episode is coming to a close. Uh, thank you so much, Scott and Maria Rosa, for joining us today. It was a great conversation. And thank you to our audience. Please stay tuned to the Kellogg Institute podcast, Global Stage. You've been listening to Global Stage, produced by the Kellogg Institute for International Studies. Listen to other episodes here or wherever you get your podcasts. Global Stage also can be found online at kellogg.nd.edu or by asking your smart speaker to play Global Stage. Global Stage.